2: 235 7374. And now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard.
1: Okay. some other time. Uh, You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard, that was easy for me to say, no, Uh, here on Blog Talk Radio. Now, to call into the program to ask a question of my guest, dial 619-789-6835. That's 619-789-6835. Or you can send an instant message during the the show through the link on the Blog Talk Radio homepage. I'm opening up the chat as we speak. Um, yes so now to find the program without the link in my e-card e-card yes that's what I send out to people who have signed up for my newsletter and email list Uh, if you're not signed up for that you have to go to the Blog Talk Radio homepage enter my name or the name of the radio program in the Blog Talk Radio search box Any problems with the Internet links, give me a call after the program at 866-472-6094. Again, that's 866-472-6094. Now, that chat room is opening up still. Um, On this program, we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products and issues, and we do it with the experts. Only try the therapies shared here, however, after consulting with your physician. Now, last Tuesday live, my guest was, and that was August seventh, 2012, my guest was Sally Anderson. She's the author of Free Fall, Living Life Beyond the Edge. And if you missed that show, you can go to my website at www.amtherapies.com, click on the radio link to hear the show. For appointments with me face-to-face or remote. Yes, I have secure video conferencing uh, consultations. And for general information, call 866-472-6094. Again, that's 866-472-6094. Now, also, you need to be aware that you can purchase the book I co-authored, and it's an autographed copy that I will send you for that purchase uh, of the book, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. And you can do that on my website. Visit www.amtherapies.com to make that wonderful resource a gift to yourself and/or a friend. And you can also follow me on Twitter. And uh, I'm Alternative Medi. And don't forget New Skin Supplements and Beauty Products, where beauty and wellness meet technology. Now today, tonight, I'm going to be speaking with Harry Gaines. He's the author of Fitness Beyond Fifty: Turn Back the Clock. And at the end of tonight's program we will discuss the herb wormwood and the asana supta padakustasana. Now it's time for our wellness news. Um class three weeks a set by Hello. 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 Uh, found that you're on the line
3: just as You're on the home
1: just be
3: patient. <laughs> okay. Okay. problem. I'm here. Okay, thank you.
1: I uh, uh, found that, okay, she found that working class, middle class parents often take very deliberate but different approaches to helping their children with their school experience. Uh, she said that working class parents, she found, coached their children on how to avoid problems, often through finding a solution on their own and by being polite and deferential to authority figures. Middle class parents, on the other hand, were more likely to encourage their kids to ask questions or ask for help. These self advocacy skills taught by middle class parents not only can help the children in school, because these parents know that in, education, in educational settings, teachers often expect and forge such behavior, but they could help later in life in other institutional settings. Quote, youth who do not learn to advocate for themselves might have some difficulty interacting with social service providers, financial service providers, legal authorities, and other pure bureaucratic institutions, end quote, said Calarco, assistant professor, at the Department of Sociology and I College of Arts and Sciences. Now, Galarco discussed her research on August 19th during the American Sociological Association's annual meeting in Denver, Colorado. Her study focuses on the interaction between parents, children, and teachers uh, during the students' fourth and fifth grade years at a public elementary school her school observations took place at least twice a week, and then she interviewed the students and parents the summer following their fifth grade year. Uh, conducted by ballpark of a doctoral student at the University of Pennsylvania, the study is funded first to provide evidence that parents from different social classes teach their children different lessons about interacting with institutions. It also shows that parents help to perpetuate inequalities uh, not only through what they for their children, such as equipping, equipping them with different uh, resources or opportunities, but also through what they teach children to do for themselves. Polarco characterizes the working class and middle class parents as relentless when it came to teaching their children important lessons. This sometimes even involved role playing uh, when the middle class parents wanted their children to solve their problem on their own, but couldn't quite leave it to chance. She also found the very receptive. Even while, this is quote, even very shy, class children learn to feel comfortable approaching teachers with questions and recognize the benefits of doing so. End uh, quote, she said, quote, Working class children instead worried about making teachers mad or angry if they asked for help at the wrong time or the wrong way and also felt that others judged them as incompetent or not smart." if they ask for help. These differences in terms seem to stand not from in how teachers respond to students, but working class did ask questions, welcomed and readily addressed these requests. But from differences in the skills, strategies, and orientations that children learn from their parents, that's okay. Something definitely in mind. All right, now, uh, when we're going to go to break and when we come back I'm going to be talking to you uh, well, giving you a little information about tonight's guest and then uh, you are listening to Wellness, Wellness, and Wellness with me.com here on Love, Love radio this is my website www.antherapy.com alternative medicine therapy um, call our number for face-to-face and secure video conference at 866-472-6094. Uh, yes, call in during the program, 619 789 5 we'll be back with Harry Gaines. Austin beyond 50. Turn back the clock.
0: Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com.
2: Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies.
1: Okay, yes, you are listening to Wellness on Listen with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner Parthenia Izzard. Um, remember, uh, at www.amtherapies.com, you can preview and purchase my autographed co op copy. Well, that I'll send you. My book, the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, my chapter is Naturopathy, and we're going to be talking with Harry Gaines, author of Fitness Beyond 50, Turn Back the Clock. And if you have a question you want to ask my guest, you'll call 619-789-6835. Okay, now just to give you a little bit about Mr. Gaines. uh, Harry Gaines is a retired publishing executive who's spent most of his adult life working to stay fit and eat healthy. Over the years, his athletic activities, and I hope everybody's sitting when I tell you some of the things he does every year. But anyway, over the years, his athletic activities have included running, swimming, tennis, golf, strength training, and cycling. Okay, that part... I can identify with. My husband and I are very athletically inclined as well. Today, Harry Gaines in his early 70s is an active Cyclist logging five thousand. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I said five thousand miles per year, and he is also active in strength training and golf. His wife Deborah A. Carrier is also an active exerciser.
3: Well, hello, um, Mr. Gaines. How are you this evening? How are you, Parthena? You left off the part about crawling when I was a little baby. <laughs> Well, everybody, I'm, I'm certain they probably thought you were jogging when you were born. <laughs> well, yeah, my, my mother's fitted me with some hiking boots you know, while we're still oh, in the crib. But uh, yeah. Fabulous. You know, yeah. Well, it's fun to take care of yourself, and if you enjoy it, it, it helps. That doesn't mean, by the way, it's just so people know that nobody is ever motivated all the time, that every day I get to get up and say, hey, wow, it's a little bit cold outside and the wind's blowing and I get to go for a 40-mile bike ride. <laughs> But when I have my when I'm in Florida in the wintertime, you know, when I'm down there with my friends, I know they'll show up. So if I don't show up, I'm going to get a lot of grief from them.
1: And so it's strong
3: helps. motivation.
1: It and it helps to have us uh, other friends who are involved in the same types of activities. Now, before we get too far uh, ahead, I'd like to get a little bit of information about. What it was like growing up and what some of the things were that you experienced in your youth or young adulthood that led you in the direction of fitness and this whole concept of fifty be, uh, fitness beyond 50?
3: Well, I grew up, uh, I'm a uh, South Georgia country boy, and I grew oh. up in uh, Georgia and then I've lived all over the country in my adult years. Uh, but early on I was uh, a paper boy. I had a bicycle, a bicycle for my paper route. Um, I was not of the uh, ability in terms of, as an athlete to participate in football or baseball uh, or tall enough for a basketball, but I was active physically <clears throat> as a kid and then continued that after college. In college, I was uh, uh, reasonably active, but uh, frankly not that much because I was too young and too dumb to know to do it. But after college, I took up running. Then uh, tennis, <clears throat> running I continued for a long time. Tennis I did. Then when I developed a herniated disc, I took up swimming laps and did that for um, six or eight years, which uh, took care of my back problem without any surgery. And over time, I moved into cycling, <clears throat> which I enjoy a great deal. I'm in Bucks, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. You're not too far away. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful place to uh, cycle, uh, great country roads and beautiful scenery, when uh, then in the wintertime, I cycle in Southwest Florida. And we have very nice, smooth roads with uh, bike lanes, which we don't have in Bucks County. So I've just—it's evolved over time to do something to take care of myself, and with not really the intention early on of saying, "Well, gee, I want to live a long, healthy life. I better do this," but that was the outcome. And today, um, I would like to say I'm in my early 70s, but in about six weeks, I'll turn 75
2: so okay. today
3: i I think a great deal more about uh, about if I continue to do these things, then I will be able to do what I want to do into my eighties and hopefully into my nineties.
1: very good, well, if I then, don't do
3: them yeah then <laughs> the opposite will happen, yeah
1: most definitely uh for my listeners I, I want to let them know it's a beautiful book. I love the cover you've got now like a um a, a, a lady on the gentleman's back uh they're obviously very healthy. <laughs> And they're obviously mature, and uh, the book is a wonderful book. It has, let me see, I I like to give them an idea. Just bear with me a second. I want to read the headings here so they have an idea of what you cover in the text. Okay, it's 12 chapters. Uh, Chapter 1, let's get started. Chapter 2, life's full of choices. Chapter 3, getting going and keeping going. Chapter 4, Exercise and the Brain. Chapter 5, Aerobics, Key to a Healthy Heart. Chapter 6, Strength Training. 7, Core Exercises and Other Goodies. 8, Support Groups and Connections. 9, Overcoming Limitations. 10, Healthy Eating. 11, The Next Level. And then 12 is an Epilogue, The Future Belongs to the Fit. Now, each one of these chapters, of course, have subheadings, subheadings, um, several subheadings within them. And, of course, uh, through the course of this evening, I want us to definitely touch on exercise and the brain and strength training. Um, But uh, can we just sort of, you know, start... I mean, and the book has little, um, what do you call them? I I don't know how to uh, Little research, I call them research support segments throughout. Uh, I know a lot of my listeners love research. I know I do. Uh, You know, knowing about the research that supports information is always interesting. And then a lot of case studies and stories throughout as well. So why don't you start us off with something that lets us know what got you going with this whole fitness thing and Fitness Beyond 50. Uh, was it the, just the personal thing, a personal interest, or was it something that happened outside of yourself?
3: Mm. Well, I wrote the book because I started, I had I, been fit, and well, actually was being a, a, a coach and mentor to the fitness director at my uh, location in Southwest Florida, and she invited me to lunch with him. Um, a guy who worked for one of the major fitness companies. We hit it off. He asked me to write some articles for his company's blog, which I did. And then Kathy, the fitness director, said, gee, Harry, why don't you write some articles about some people we have here who've had some health problems, who've turned their life around by getting involved in a more fit and active life. And I did. And several friends of mine in other locations said, Harry, why don't you write a book? And I said, after a while, I said, why not? I'm only 72 years old at the time. I don't have anything else to do. Why don't I try uh, writing a book it, which I'd never done before? I used to publish books, but I published uh, college textbooks. Ah. So I took the book on in the spring of uh, May of 2010 and published it in February of 2012. So it took uh, <clears throat> 22 months from the beginning to the end. And an elephant takes from conception to birth about 24 months. So I figured that that, that was a reasonably good time to have done. Yeah.
1: And, yes, he has a wonderful sense of humor, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And
3: one of the things uh, that you uh, alluded to, I have over 125 real-life stories of what people have done to improve their lives. They don't all have limitations. Many have been exercising for years. But they many uh, who have read the book, by the way, have increased their level of activity because they've learned some things and said, gee, I'd forgotten about that, I knew that in high school, I'm going to start doing that kind of activity which I wasn't doing before. So the, the pleasure I've gotten out of the book is hearing from people who weren't doing anything, who started doing something, and hearing from those who were doing something who started doing more.
1: Very good. Well, now let's get started. That I think is probably the hardest part for many people, especially if they haven't been physically active throughout their lives. What do you say what do you What do you suggest to people or what have you found is the easiest way or the best way for people to just get started
3: well i'm getting there there are two reasons people give the primary reasons for not taking up an exercise program the number one is time and number two is motivation. Now, of those two, I think the biggest one is motivation. Because if we want to do something, somehow we magically find the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I worked for full time for a living, <clears throat> I, and was a half hour from my office, I would get up at 4:30, get to the YMCA in uh, Princeton, New Jersey, at 5:30, and leave there at 6:30. <clears throat> I work out work out till 6:30, leave there at 7, and go to the office. And once you're in the routine of doing that. Uh, then it becomes part of your life. But getting started is really, really hard. Uh, I'd like to tell you a story, and I'll try to give you a brief version of it. I have a friend in California named Terry. And Terry lives north of uh, San Francisco, about 20 miles. He's an avid cyclist, has been for years. And Terry, his wife had been involved in riding a tandem with him, but she'd gotten bored with cycling was doing other activities. He was looking for a tandem partner, Found a woman named Sally. So the name of my story, and when I tell this one, is when Terry met Sally. <clears throat> and you know where that comes from—the wonderful movie that uh, mm-hmm. Rob Reiner directed, and Billy Crystal <clears throat> and Meg Ryan were in, and Nora Ephron, who died not far, long ago, uh, wrote the script for that. Mm-hmm. So Terry and Sally got together. Sally lived in the East Bay of, of San Francisco, didn't have a car, and she wanted to get into cycling. And riding a tandem was ideal for her. So she and her dog, Blossom, would take three buses, two transfers, to get from her place to Terry's every Saturday morning to go practice. She wanted to do a 100-mile ride, what's called a sentry ride. And Terry agreed. He'd done many of those, but he agreed he would help her. So she would spend two and a half hours each way each Saturday, go to Terry's, and they would ride from two to five hours to build up the training they needed prior to doing the century. So a few months later, and, and uh, Sally, by the way, would go to the YMCA and do spinning classes and yoga, so she, she needed more than just one day a week. Uh, so and that was in February, and in uh, the latter part of May of this year, uh, Terry and Sally did their century ride, completed the ride, did it in a very nice time of 16 miles an hour, which, uh, given the hills in Northern California, is terrific. And they were both, uh, she was particularly proud of having done it. Now, there were a couple of things I didn't tell you about Sally. Sally contracted type 1 diabetes at 8 years old. Sally has been legally blind since age 30. She's 63 years old. Her dog Blossom is her seeing-eye dog. So Mm -hmm. here's a woman who had never been serious about exercise, who established a goal. She wanted to do something she'd never done before. She made the commitment. Uh, She lived up to her commitment, completed it, and continues to exercise today. (laughs) Wonderful. Now, when I hear that and I think when I got that story from Terry, I said, that's incredible. And we talk about what we can't do instead of what we can do. Uh, Sally lives a very active life. She does all kinds of things. She goes to concerts and to plays. Uh, she's a very active, positive woman, and here she's been blind for 33 years.
1: Wonderful. So people that, have um, no excuse. Please think of that story, huh? <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, what we have to do—the <clears throat> hard part—let's uh, say that I decided I wanted to lose 10 pounds, um, and I don't need to lose 10 pounds. But let's let's say, for sake of conversation. And I said, well, the way I'm going to do this, I'm I'm going to keep it a secret. I'm not going to tell my wife. I'm not going to tell any of my friends that I eat lunch with. I'm just going to sort of make some minor changes in my diet and see if I can lose 10 pounds. Well, that is not a commitment because I'm not putting myself on the line. I'm I'm not making a commitment in any real way. But if I tell my wife and tell my friends and say, look, In the next three months, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. And if I write down that goal and start measuring against what I'm doing and what I'm going to do to make it happen, I'm going to eat a little less, I'm going to exercise a little more, all of a sudden it becomes real. And the problem we have is that many people are unwilling to write down their goals, short-term and long-term, and tell others, which makes it real. One of the best people to say, tell someone, that can tell about a goal, by the way, is someone who you know, if you don't um, hit your goal, they'll get a lot of satisfaction out of it. (laughs) We call them semi-friends. So Uh. doing that will help saying, I cannot miss this because Charlie or Sally will be the one who will be smirking at me because I didn't get it done.
1: (laughs) Very good. Oh, boy. Well, now you go on to, so basically you're saying just, Make a decision, pick a date, and start writing things down and keeping track of what you're doing, and right. that that should help get people going. Um, what about and and there is research that shows people who keep logs or diaries related to dieting or exercising or things of that nature tend to be more successful. Just because they're yes. doing that. Um, yes. uh, now life's full of choices. Choices. What what do choices have to do with all of this? Mr. well <laughs> we
3: can we can now and i i do want to add one more element that's important to um uh, to reaching goals and that's to have a support group mm-hmm. and that's to ideally find one or two partners who can do other things with you because then you'll show up it's like my bike group in southwest florida on a cold windy day in january we show up because we know the others will show up so being part of a group is a big deal yeah. But, the, but our choices, our choices in life are, are pretty simple. We can decide to do nothing, <clears throat> to do whatever we want. Go for a stroll occasionally with our dog. Uh, that's not called a walk; it's just called a stroll. We're moving along at a mile or two an hour. We're not getting a heart rate up, uh, and we can eat what we want, drink what we want, <clears throat> and life goes on, to a point. And at some point, we pay for that. If we if we decide earlier on <clears throat> to regularly exercise, and the, the one exercise that increases with age, more people do it, is walking. Well, there's walking and there's walking, so those who walk at a fast pace are going to get more out of it than at the end. There are three issues, frequency, intensity, and time. So walking faster, <clears throat> and more frequently, uh, and longer, all will add to the, uh, <clears throat> the measure of what you're going to accomplish. Uh, <clears throat> so The choice is do something, do nothing, or somewhere in between the two. And at least if people start moving, begin with a walking program, say I'm going to walk a mile a day for the first two weeks and then I'm going to go to two miles a day for the next two weeks and then I'm going to move to three miles a day, that if they set some goals and make some choices to manage their life instead of having their life manage them.
1: Very good. Okay, getting going and keeping going—that's sort of part. And That's parcel what we're talking about. Of the right? same thing, yes.
3: That's right. Um, it's 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 main, it's uh, maintaining motivation by involvement with others is probably. If you if you said, well, name one thing that will increase the posi- the probability that someone will stick with the program, and that will be for them to have a one or two partners, if not more.
1: Now, my husband and I both are scholars, and when we're going out in our singles, we can change that up whenever we feel like it. But when we've right. committed to going out in a quad, yeah, you got to definitely make that one because you're holding up other people. So you're That's absolutely exactly right. right. Yeah. Okay, exercise and the brain. This is, my, of course, my favorite chapter. So we're going to go through this rather uh, diligently, Can you start out with what you're talking about here? What difference does the brain make when it comes to exercise or exercise make well, when it comes a, to the this brain? Is, uh,
3: this is an area where there's been an enormous amount of research done in the last 10 to 15 years. And I was fortunate enough to have a good friend who's an author of uh, what's been the best-selling general chemistry book for colleges for the last 35 years who was on the board of directors of the Beckman Institute at the University of uh, Illinois in, in Urbana, which is one of the leading research locations for on ex- exercise on the brain. So I was in touch with the Art Kramer, who's the director. He read my material, he offered comments and added comments to it. So um, I learned a lot in the process of writing this about what's happening. Uh, the net of it is this. <clears throat> uh, the um, aerobic exercise and strength training generate neurogenesis. Neurogenesis is the growth of new brain cells. We used to think that after about age 30, we didn't have any new brain cells, but that's simply not true. If we exercise regularly, we add brain cells and increase the health of our brains. Now that's pretty important to understand because if we don't exercise regularly, those who have major problems later on in life Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, Alzheimer's or any form of dementia being the big one, that if you picked one area that I think people worry about today and what will happen to them as they get older is, will I get dementia? Well, only about 1% of uh, Alzheimer's is due to genetic mutation. Uh, the, the amount of Alzheimer's in those 75 to 85, 44% of those who get it get it from age 75 to 84, from age 85 and older. One in eight Americans has Alzheimer's today, and that cost us about $200 billion in medical bills aside from the impact it has on the individuals. Those who are physically inactive, have high cholesterol, diabetes, smoke, and or are obese, run a much higher risk of getting Alzheimer's. Those who who are physically active and exercise regularly Have scans show they have a much healthier brain. So I can't emphasize too strongly the power of exercise in improving our brain function, increasing the likelihood that we will not get a major dementia problem.
1: And now this is something I know we're talking about uh, fitness beyond 50, but we certainly don't want to imply that people need to wait until they're in, in their 50s. I'm certain longevity is enhanced the earlier they start being Exercising and active, and the more they continue it throughout the lifespan.
3: I think they should begin at least by age forty-nine, right?
1: Oh my! Yes.
3: I'm kidding you. Of course uh. they should. <laughs> the more, the earlier people get started, the better the they world. are. But there's <laughs> an, there's an, but the the point really is what I, I was trying to Parthenia is that uh, whatever the age, someone seventy years old who says I haven't exercised regularly, I'm going to start a program now, Wonderful. can have a profound effect upon oh, the rest yes. of their life.
1: Yes. Now it's you,
3: never too late to get started.
1: Now, you also mentioned yoga and your brain. What information do you have to share with us about that? Because I do talk to my listeners about, you know, the importance of yoga. Well, on a yoga reason. is,
3: uh, I, I have made a commitment. I, I want to confess a weakness of mine. I've done a little bit of yoga, but not regularly. And I committed to uh, my the woman to whom I'm a coach and mentor, the fitness director in Florida, that when I get down to Florida in October, I will begin a regular uh, twice-a-week yoga program. And she's got it in in writing from me that I'm going to do that. But I'm a big believer in yoga. I have some friends who do it regularly, men and women, more women than men. And the the benefits of yoga are enormous. Uh, Yoga doesn't get the, the brain pumping the same way that aerobics and strength training can, but it makes an enormous impact upon the quality of our life and the quality of our body.
1: Oh, yes, yes. And, and the, the flexibility, one, it
3: established, yes.
1: nev- they, you never lose it. it. You can only go back to it and enhance it. So it's definitely something worth um, making sure you incorporate when you can. Okay. Um, aerobics, key to a healthy heart. And again,
3: aerobics, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, the term aerobics, uh, Kenneth, Dr. Kenneth Cooper out of uh, Houston, Texas. Um, I forget which uh, university he's at there, and which hospital system, uh, but he was the one who coined the term aerobics in 1968. And he wrote a little book on aerobics uh, that was uh, very, very popular and continues to sell today. And aerobics is simply a matter of getting your heart pumping at 60 to 70% of maximum heart rate. And that level provides uh, strong support for our cardiovascular system and keeps us functioning properly. Now, there's another term anaerobic which aerobics is exercising with oxygen anaerobic is exercising without oxygen and that's moved, working at 80 to 90% or 100% of maximum heart rate now one of the recommendations i made to I will make to your uh, listeners <clears throat> is to go to my website which is www.fitnessbeyond50 it's spelled out dot com. And I have a heart rate zone calculator on there. So what they can do is they can click on that, plug in their age, their sex, their resting heart rate, which they can find by early in the morning, uh, looking at a stopwatch, <clears throat> timing 10 seconds for their heartbeat, and then multiply that by 6 if they don't have a heart rate monitor. And they can, uh, get, a, can get a very good approximation of what their heart rate zones are from, zone, from 60 to 70 to 70 to 75, uh, 75 to 80, etc. And that's good information for people to have because if you're going to go for a walk, you want to walk at a pace strong enough to get your heart working at 60 to 70 percent. And that's not moving at two miles an hour. You need to move at three to three and a half miles an hour. And the more fits you get, the harder you need to work out because your body is becoming used to working out. And you're, the more fit, the more efficient you get in using oxygen.
1: Okay. Now, uh, usually, I usually get to the website information and contact information a little later, but since you started, would you slowly give that website address again sure. and any other contact okay. information?
3: Yeah, it's uh, www.fitnessbeyond50.com. And on that site, I have a, I have a, a place where someone can sign up for Uh, Commit to Change, where they can give me their email address, which I will not share with anyone, and I will give them a regularly uh, uh, every other week update of activities and fitness and healthy eating that many people have found useful to them.
1: Okay, very good. Um, Hold that uh, thought because I I want to pick up with that when we return from break. Folks, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom With me, psychologist Parthenia Izard, here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, When you go to my website, www.amtherapies.com, you will find a link to purchase new skin products. And new skin products are products that I refer to as where beauty and wellness meet technology. We're going to be back with Harry Gaines, author of Fitness Beyond 50. Turn back the clock. To call and ask questions, dial
0: 619-789-6835. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures why Suffer When Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com.
2: Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. Okay, yes,
1: you are listening to Wellness, Holiness, and Wisdom with a psychologist and natural healthcare practitioner Parthenia Izard. now tomorrow uh, August 22, 2012 Wednesday I'm doing a rebroadcast of my Nancy DeVille program she's the author of Death by Supermarket and on Thursday August 23, 2012 I will be rebroadcasting my Imatuli Ilibagiza program she's the author of Left to Tell a Rwandan war survivor okay um I want to let you know that, uh, for your information, September 25, 2012, will be a live program with Mal Dwayne, author of Alpha Chicks, Five Steps to Moving from Pain to Power. And at the end of that live program, we will discuss the herb alfalfa and the asana, karturanga, dandasana. We are back with Harry Gaines, author of Fitness Beyond 50, Turn Back the Clock. And you can call 619-789-6835 with questions for my guest. Now, um, when we left, we were giving out some contact information. I don't remember, did you say where they can purchase your book? Will they be able to purchase it from your website?
3: They can purchase it on my website. It's available at, at Amazon, Burns and Noble. It's available as a um, Kindle, a Nook book, an iPad book, so uh, Apple, iTunes, um, I think it's <laughs> everywhere. If it, it, yeah, it really is available. It's not in every bookstore, but it's available yeah. in each, in every one of the online um, systems um, by which you could. And a fair number of people are buying the book today as an e-book, meaning the Kindle, the Nook, or the iPad.
1: Very good. Okay, now, um, was there more you wanted to share about aerobics?
3: Yes, I would. One other thing that, uh, to get it across, let's say someone has made a commitment they're going to walk two miles a day, five days a week, and they've, uh, ideally what they'll do is set the time they're going to do this. I'm going to do this at 8 o'clock in the morning after I have breakfast, and then I'm picking, picking in somebody who's not working for a living who has to go out
2: mm-hmm. and, and be
3: in the office by that time.
2: Mm-hmm. But, but
3: let's pick that as an example. Uh, so they just, uh, they're going to walk uh, two miles, and they're going to, let's say it's going to take them 40 minutes. I'm not figuring out the numbers real quick. Uh, But then they're short of time some days, or they say, I really would like to get more done uh, in addition to the two miles. I'd like to get more exercise out of it. The way to do that is what's called intervals. So as they walk, they warm up, they get their body uh, warm, the muscles loose, and then they speed up from, say, three miles to five miles an hour for one minute, they go at a level where they can't carry on a conversation with their friend they found who's going to go to work, walk with them, so they both show up. And then they slow down, and they wait a few minutes, and they do that again. So over the course of a 40-minute ride, let's say they do five of those. Well, the amount of of exercise they get in that 40 minutes would be as great as if they had done a regular three-mile-an-hour walk for an hour. Mm-hmm. So those, when you, there are two reasons for doing it. One is the heart rate uh, gets up higher. The basic basal metabolic rate, the rate at which our heart pumps at the end of exercise, is higher for a longer period of time, and our body is burning more calories. And they're getting more out of it in less time. Now, the other way to do it is to get more out of it in more time. So to say I'm going to continue with the time I was doing, but now I'm going to work a little bit harder, which is what I do in cycling. I do intervals periodically, work real hard for a couple of minutes, go back down, work real hard, and I'll do six or eight of those on a 40-mile bike ride and get more as much as I would get out of a 50-mile bike ride at a steady state.
1: Now, some people may know of those as wind sprints. We
3: wind sort of refer- sprints, uh, uh, speed work. Uh, the, yeah. going, the, the term used today is intervals. Mm-hmm. And their uh, high-intensity interval training is uh, HIIT is what it's called. There's, there's another version, but that's the most important one.
1: Okay, good. Now, you do talk
3: about strength training, and yes.
1: um, uh, that, 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 too, I think is very important, especially beyond 50 as you get older, uh, to minimize a lot of problems. You you want to talk about what you share in the book?
3: Yes. The, um, the unfortunate part of strength training, uh, Parthenia, is that a very small percentage of those over 50 in their 50s, 60s, and 70s do it on a regular basis, and some mm-hmm. of them who do it do it by moving a very light weight <clears throat> uh, just a few times and they count that as uh, toning, muscle toning. They don't say, well, I'm not, I don't want to get muscle bound. Women will peer <laughs> up and say, I don't do straight training because I want to get uh. muscle bound. The chances of a woman getting muscle bound are somewhere south of zero. Uh, testosterone, unless they're taking steroids, if they're a professional athlete taking steroids, they could get a little bit heavy in muscles, but that's not going to happen. So that's not a legitimate excuse. Uh, The secret to to strength training is over time, not immediately, but over time to build up to a level where the individual is working at, uh, the term that I like the most is to fatigue. Mm -hmm. Let's say that I was going to do a bicep curl. That's an easy one for people to to see. Whatever weight I'm using, I need to do that to the point where I can't do another curl. And there's a little discomfort in the muscle. Because what I'm doing is I'm breaking down the muscle cells, and they'll grow back stronger. It's sort of like pruning a, a bush in the in the fall. The the bush has a little bit of trauma from the pruning, but it grows back stronger in the spring. Well, we don't need that much time. We just need to over, we need a, a day of rest between ex, uh, strength training uh, exercises. We should do it two, no more than three times a week. But we need to do it enough, <clears throat> and where we are working that particular muscle group to the point of fatigue. And most many people do not understand that. The research on that is in the last 10 or 15 years, and there's some, McMaster University in Canada is one of the big areas that's done that. And it shows that the difference in, in retaining our muscle strength is enormous. We lose about 8% of our muscle mass annually beginning at age 40, and it starts accelerating a little bit in the 60s and 70s. But we can avoid that loss or limit it. We still will have loss. We're not going to be as strong as 75 as we were at 40. But we can reduce the impact by doing strength training uh, frequently enough and strong enough that we have to, feed, to fatigue and we break down the muscles and they grow back stronger.
1: I think that is key. As you say, a lot of people just don't do enough. They do a little bit.
2: Um, it's
3: interesting. I used to think that they had to take a heavier weight and do 10 to 12 reps, and many people are concerned about that. Well, some research in the last couple of months shows that if let's say that I was working and doing a an, um, uh, bicep curl with 20 pounds, and that I but with 20 pounds I was doing uh, 10 to 12 repetitions, two to three sets, and then I would reach my point of fatigue. <clears throat> well, recent research has shown that if I wanted to lose, use only 15 pounds but do more, um, more yes. reps, I get more out of it than, than I do if I do the heavier weight, for, particularly for those who have moved in their 50s and beyond. Mm-hmm. So that's an easy way to do it.
1: Very good. now core exercises and other goodies.
3: Well, core exercises are, the, you know, the middle from the bottom of our chest to, the, to our hips. And the core part of the body is what helps us in wonderful, I like words, and one of the words I like a lot is proprioception. Proprioception, which means knowing where we are at all times without having to think about it. Having control over our body so that our nerve fibers are firing and we don't think about going downstairs or going up them or worry about walking on a, <clears throat> on a rocky road because we know where we are and we can do it. And part of that, and a big part of it really, is having a strong core, doing exercises to take care of our core, the middle part of our body, so that it's helping our posture, <clears throat> our balance, our sense of who we are and where we are. So I'm uh, core exercises, and by the way, an easy way to, someone says, well, gee, I don't really know what I should do in the way of core exercises. One of my <clears throat> favorite websites is the Mayo Clinic, mayoclinic.com. And if someone wants to go to that website, if they typed in streak training, they would get a list of exercises with a video and specific instructions. If they typed in core exercises, they would get the same thing. So it's an easy place if you don't have a trainer, don't go to a, fit, a fitness center or a gym or a health club. It's an easy way to be able to pick some specific exercises. And one of the advantages of core exercises is you really don't need much equipment. Uh, there's a a ball called a fit ball, which is a big round ball, and I think that's one of the more valuable things to have because working with a fit ball, you've got to balance properly uh, when you're doing it, and it's an inexpensive thing to buy. So, uh, <clears throat> getting the equipment you need to do good core exercises might cost fifty dollars, and that's a one-time expense.
1: Mm-hmm. Very Be good. Be good for many years. Now, um, in that section, you also talk about stretching. You sort of incorporate yoga and stretching in that section as well. Right. Um, so, uh, uh, there's a lot of, you know, as we know, certain activities do have components which can overlap into other sections, other uh, right. categories, which is, which is, you know goes without saying. Now you have uh, in here, of course, we talked about, about this also, but you have a section on support groups and connections. You want to give a little, uh, share a little wisdom? Well, there? I
3: just added some further comments on that. I, I talked about support groups earlier on in the, in the first couple of chapters of the book. But I just want to end, I wanted to emphasize there the power of finding some, um, some partners to do things with you. And for many people that I interviewed when I was writing this book, It doesn't take um, 15 people. It may be one person. Where I live in southwest Florida, when I'm cycling down to meet my group, I'll see several groups of women, two women, who are walking along. They're both talking at the same time. There's no reason for anyone to listen. They could just talk to each other because they don't really want to hear what the other one has to say. And they're moving at a rapid rate to the point where sometimes one of them can't talk and the other one has to listen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they're getting, they have a lot of fun, and they are motivated by the fact that they need to show up to, ride, to, to go walking with their partner. Okay. And that is so powerful. I can't overemphasize. I mean, if you look and think of what is a support group that's had the most impact on many people, AA would be a good example. And AA, the people who participate in AA are more likely to be drug-free and alcohol-free than those who don't. And the ones who are the most active in AA, who play a role, a leadership role, are the ones who are the most likely to be successful.
1: Okay, good. Uh, hold that thought for me as we go to break. Folks,
3: you are listening
1: to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard, here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we will return quickly with Harry Gaines, author of Fitness Beyond 50,
0: why suffer when alternative medicine therapies with Parthenia is is here to help? Contact alternative medicine therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com or call
2: 610 658 0135. Alternative medicine therapies. Hi, hey.
1: you are listening to well well with, with me, i a Parcinia is ours. Now remember you can purchase an autographed copy of Parsons Mulder 151 Great Ways to Use your health. You can do that on my site. I mean nothing more than mental health. But between the overburdened the medical establishment and crisis driven, blaring crisis driven health headlines and our own hectic lives. Finding the information you and your family need can be next to impossible. We're here to help. We'll bring we've brought together we brought together one hundred and one of the top minds in radically different branches of the healing profession to give you one hundred and one simple, workable ways to attack disease, overcome unhealthy habits, and live your life to its healthiest potential. Follow the link on my website. It's a beautiful blue book link. Okay. Um, Harry, let's go yes, on. Yes, I'm and- here. I know.
3: <laughs>
1: I know. Um, talk, uh, was there more you wanted to share about co- uh, support groups and connections? I think. No, it's sort of, I think that the yeah. point
3: is um, find support. Yeah. In, in two words, get, or uh, three words, get a buddy. And it you also
1: I mentioned overcoming limitations. Uh, give us an example of some of the ways people have found to overcome limitations.
3: Well, one of my favorite stories in the book is a guy I hadn't met at the time. I interviewed him by phone and then met him a few months later. And his name is Bob. I don't put his last name in. And Bob is 70 years old. Let me see what he has. He has hyperthyroidism, ulcers, chronic kidney disease, had a heart attack with two stents, then found out on Christmas Eve that he had prostate cancer, and a year later he got type 2 diabetes. Then he had a de- detached vertebra. And then he had a neuropathy problem where the, his doctor told him he was going to have to wear leg braces and use two canes and he wouldn't be able to play golf anymore. Well, Bob, who'd never gotten around to doing any exercise, he's 70 years old, decided he would show up at the gym and do it. So what Bob did, he could afford to hire a trainer each time to help him, and he needed that as motivation. And that's another way to motivate yourself. If you're paying a trainer and you don't show up, you've got to pay anyway, I guess I better go because i got to pay for it anyway. So he did show up, and he started the regular strength training and stretching is what Bob focused on. Well, that was two years ago, and Bob has not used any braces. He's not used any canes. He's playing golf regularly. He can walk in an erect manner, and the only reason he's able to do this is because he took up a regular strength training and stretching exercise program. Otherwise, he would be sitting at home in his braces, in his canes, and periodically having someone help him get up so he could go out and move a little bit.
1: Wow. Yeah.
3: So There are a number of stories like that of people who all of a sudden, they had arthritis. Well, yes, in arthritis, there's no cure for that. But the best way to live a healthy life with arthritis is through exercise. And the people who do that have less pain, they feel better, and they have a much more active life.
1: Well, now, we're at that point in the program, because it's coming to the end here, uh, where I ask my guests to share their final words of wisdom. So what final words of wisdom would you like to share with our listeners?
3: Um, it would be to <clears throat> develop a plan, have a long-term goal about <clears throat> what they want to accomplish. I'd like to be able to do X when I'm 80 years old, and then set some short-term goals to achieve that objective. I want to cycle 90 miles on my 90th birthday. I'm doing 75 miles and my 75th birthday in about a month, and I want to be doing it 15 years from now. So my long-term goal is 90 at 90. Mm. If I'm going to do that, I've got to take care of myself. And I urge everyone to think, what do I want to be doing, and what does it take for me to get from here to there?
1: Very good. Well, thank you so much for this evening, and best of luck with the book, and I hope to interview
3: you again with your next one. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Parthenium. And thank you. Bye. Okay,
1: folks, it's time for our herb of the day. Tonight's herb is wormwood, and, of course, Balkan balk and uh, balk is my source. Uh, the parts used medicinally are the leaves and tops, Some of the phytochemicals are beta-carotene, chlorogenic acid, rutin, tannins, um, vanillic acid, nutrients, vitamin C. Actions, um, it acts as a mild acidity, eliminates stomach acidity, and lowers eating for loss of appetite, liver, gallbladder, gas, and vascular disorders, including migraines. Applied topically, good for healing wounds, Skin ulcers and blemishes and insect bites. Uh, also, but the parasites. They caution that should not be used during pregnancy as and can be, be habit with long term And it's bulk. Now, for our new visitors, tonight's Sana and again, I use Ayengar for my resource here. Uh, lie on your back with the knees straight and the feet together. Stretch the legs. Lengthen the lumbar and sacrum away from the waist. Keep the head straight. Uh, keep the left leg firm and place the left hand on top of the thigh. Bend the right leg over the abdomen and hold the big toe between the right thumb, index and middle fingers. And remember to breathe throughout these postures and it makes it a little bit easier uh, to get from one point to the next, you want to inhale, press the left thigh strongly down and straighten straighten the right leg up, stretching the back of the leg toward the heel and trunk of the leg toward the heel and trunking I'm sorry tucking the kneecap in keep the big tail active and straighten the right arm extend both the legs. Um, Keeping the shoulders down and the head straight, and repeat on the other side, and or continue. Uh, keep the left side of the trunk firmly on the floor. Revolve the right thigh bone outward in its socket. Exhale and take the leg down to the right. Do not pull the trunk over the right, over to the right. Keep the arm and the leg straight. Stay for 20 to 30 seconds, breathing evenly. Then with an exhalation, bend the right elbow outward and draw the leg toward the head. Simultaneously, raise the head and chest toward the leg until the head touches the shin. Stay for from 15 to 20 seconds. Exhale, lower the head and trunk. Bring the arms and the right leg down and repeat on the left. Okay, folks. um, You have been listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. Uh, okay. Okay. You're uh, all station, big station, five, yeah, six, five, six, five My website dot com. Uh check the website podcast next step uh and at our next slide on top at calmarcanda dot com. Uh use the link on my site to listen to the program, any program that you've missed. And Blog at iPod That's looking at the top. Program or You don't have to. you not. You can just put Remember to on the program on my website. best things. At AmSherb.com Alternative Medicine Therapies the Office of Public Remote, Uriology and Kinesiology Assessment, Consultation, Nutrition, Meditation. Thank you for psychosocial consultation. You can now schedule your appointments with me online and access an online secure video conference office online. Go to www.amtherapies.com. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. Be well.